Good afternoon, good evening. My name is Marty Plum, and I am your host of a pen and a napkin podcast, the weekly coaching clinic you can carry around with you in your pocket. Welcome to episode number 24, the Kobe Bryant episode. We discussed that last week, didn't we? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and this week, Mr. Tony Davis and I are going to be discussing uh, keeping everybody in the fold, making everybody feel valued. Uh, this is kind of the point of year where if you have some kids that maybe aren't playing a lot, uh, they don't have really a carrot at the end of the stick, uh, during competitions, uh, they, they may not feel like, uh, they are as valued, uh, you know, so forth and so on. And so how can you make your team, how can you make your players top to bottom feel as valued as possible? And that's what Tony and I are going to talk about here this week. So, uh, Tony, how you doing tonight, buddy? I'm doing well. Uh, it's been kind of a long week with uh, classwork, and we've been on the road all week. So, and the, the second one wasn't bad. We're here in town, but yeah, a little bit on fumes. But at the same time, it's, it's that time of the year, and you know, after we get through Tuesday, you flip that calendar to February. It's amazing uh, how perspectives change. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, just that. Uh... 24-hour shift, and then you're like, oh boy, here we go. So, um, so yeah. So, well, let's jump into it, Tony. Um, let's talk about, uh, you know, making your players feel good, you know, and, and we've all been there. Um, you know, if you, uh, if you've done this job for any length of time, uh, you know that you're just going to have seasons where, uh, you know, you're just, you're just going to have some, some stuff with, with kids, um, and you know, they're just not going to feel as valued some they're, they're even though we still value them as their coaches, we, uh, sometimes it's just hard when you're not giving as much playing time to somebody or something like that, uh, that they're not going to feel it, even though you can insist that, you know, yes, you are valued. Yes. We really, uh, we, we really value what you do. So what are some ways that you can alleviate that, Tony? What are some things that you can do to help, kids feel valued all the way through the end of the season yeah there's all kinds of different methods uh, we did one i think i've mentioned it a couple times on the podcast uh, we did this again on saturday we just talked about put-ups and mm-hmm. you know a lot of times in that put-up thing right after a practice you know is over it's one of those things where you know you kind of you kind of highlight those kids who are really continuing to push through and giving your you know starters and your rotation players the best looks in terms of the preparation for the upcoming game and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I usually start it off and I try to do, you know, highlight a kid that, that, you know, is very deserving, but might be outside of our rotation. And then some of the other things that have been kind of fun to watch is our leadership as it's grown throughout the year. They've kind of followed that example as well. Mm-hmm. And a kid that, you know, maybe at the beginning of the year was starting way back and has made tremendous amount of progress. And you highlight that in front of everybody, but anytime you can affirm someone in front of their peers, I think that's a, a strong way to keep that bond and to keep them working hard and feeling a part of things. Yeah. Uh, the, that, or, or even just pulling somebody aside and just telling them how much you appreciate what they're doing. And it doesn't have to be a long drawn out 10 minute sit down meeting or anything like that. It's just, you know, hey, you know, Billy's walking by you in the hallway, and hey, Billy, hey, just want to tell you a great job in practice last week. Love what you're doing. Uh, you know, 
I really appreciate all the the effort that you're putting in right now. And just something like that, Tony, is uh, can go a long, long way um, in in showing your uh, individual appreciation. You know, uh, um, you know, as as an employee of of any business, uh, if you're working for somebody, most of us don't need the boss to come over, you know, twice a day and tell us how awesome we are. But every once in a while, just a nice little pat on the back and hey, you know. Uh, Adam, you know, your principal comes in your classroom. Tony, love what you're doing here. A uh, little concerned about your knowledge of World War II. Uh, but, you know, we, we, we really like uh, everything else that you're doing here. Uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, that took all of about four minutes and uh, 45 <laughs> seconds to get stupid this week. <laughs> but... You know, it's it's that you know that's a that's a that's a part of it where you know we you don't need like I said you don't need it every day but just that one on one Tony Larusa uh, calls it he he wants to touch a third of his team every day and he wants to have a one on one conversation uh, I, I think another thing that you do Tony is you talk to your kids about stuff that has nothing to do with basketball hey how's how's the job going at McDonald's or uh, you know. You know how's history class going, or 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 anything like that. How's how's the dog doing, or just stuff like that 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 lets your your players know that you're invested in them more than just being players. I think that's another thing that you can do, and and I know I spend a lot of time before we start practice, uh, just going around and talking to kids about stuff other than basketball, just to let them know that I care about them. Uh, as more than just basketball players, I care about them as people. Is is something I've tried to do. So uh, that's co- that's a couple of other things that I've got there. What else you got, Tony? Yeah, I mean, I, I do similar stuff that you and you were talking about. I usually try to make sure on a fairly consistent basis. It's three or four conversations every day, and mm-hmm. you know, like you mentioned, one of the things that's important is to let them know that you do care about them, other than as a basketball player and what they bring to the table in terms of helping you get wins and losses and stuff like that. Um, you know, and so just checking in with them from time to time, you know, Hey, how are, how are classes going, you know, and, and different things there. Um, I usually try to make sure over Christmas break that I get through my team at least one time. And then, uh, on a pretty regular basis, it's, it's three or four every day. And I try to make sure, you know, we're rotating through, I have 21 guys on my team. And so I try to make sure, you know, I get through three or four a day and then I talk to all of them during the week. And Mm -hmm. sometimes it's, you know, simple conversations and sometimes a little bit harder conversations, but you know, we've, we've talked about John Gordon quite a bit on the pod as well. And he talked about, you know, where communication is lacking negativity will fill it. And so, you know, just making sure that you're having those conversations with them and, you know, that they understand that you do care about them, you know, and that they are valuable to the team, whatever role that may be. Mm -hmm. And I I think, you know, you you really want to concentrate on scouts. You really want to concentrate on uh, watching film and doing all these things. But right now, at this time of year, keeping that chemistry in line and keeping every, you know, you want to, as T, uh, PJ Fleck would say, you know, you want to keep rowing the boat. Everybody's rowing the boat in the same direction. And in order to make sure that that happens, you have to keep up with those personal relationships, uh, making everybody feel valued. Um, one of the things that we're going to do this week, and I've talked about it before, is uh, 
and you know this will be dropping on Friday. We're going back to our regular schedule. Tony, our, our producer, wanted to move us from Mondays to Fridays, and I finally got caught up with my interview pods. So we're going to be back on Friday. So by the time people hear this, um, we'll be doing uh, uh, on Wednesday. We will have done uh, our surprise day. Uh, we're going to take our kids uh, out right right away after school, three fifteen. We're going to surprise them. I, got, I I've kind of yeah. Uh, I'm going to tell them, hey. Straight to the classroom, nobody change. Uh, we got to talk about something really quick right after school and kind of get them sucked in there, you know. And then mm-hmm. just say, "Hey, we're out of here today. No practice, uh, and we're going to go putt putt golfing, and we're going to get them some uh, some some uh, baskets of fries and and chicken strips and you know whatever sodas, and, and just take a day off. and And we're going to have a good time with them. We're going to. Uh, you know, we'll do some putt putt golfing with them as well, and just have them see us in a different light. And and you know, we're not in the gym. We don't have the whistle on. We don't have the practice plan. We're just going to have a great day relaxing around one another. And I and I think that's a great opportunity. It's a great situation to to take a deep breath. It's been a long haul here. Uh, we're through. We're we're getting through the January blues. And and now it's okay. Let's let's keep this train moving forward here. And, but let's by by keeping the, you know we're going to keep that train moving forward by taking a step back and showing you, hey, this isn't just about basketball. It's about lifelong camaraderie and hopefully lifelong relationships with a lot of these people that you're involved with. So that's another thing that we're going to do here, Tony. Coaches, you know just as well as I do that we're always looking for new and different ways to motivate our players and programs. But sometimes it's hard to find that perfect source that we're looking for. Over the past 25 years, I've collected hundreds of handouts to help motivate my players and programs. And now I'd like to share some of my favorites with you. The A Pen and a Napkin 101 Best Handouts Booklet is now available to you for only $15. In this booklet, you'll find motivational material for all types of situations and individuals to help you communicate your values to your players and program. For ordering information... You can either DM me on Twitter or email me at a pen and a napkin at gmail.com for details. Uh, yeah. What else you got? We, uh, we take and do something similar, but we do it over Christmas break uh, where we go to Pizza Ranch Buffet. Mm-hmm. And uh, while we were there, we do like a white elephant gift exchange. But also I've been, I've been doing this now for a while. Um, we do what we call a positive note. And so we set up kind of like a little uh, factory system uh, where you pass it around, you know, assembly line it. And you've got to write something about your teammate that's positive. It has to be deeper than, hey, that day that you wore mismatched socks was hilarious or the day that you <laughs> forgot, whatever. Um, but I make sure I, you know, I take the time and write them a, a message there as well. And I try to make it meaningful. And it was interesting. I was talking with a parent the other day and they said that uh, when their son came home, they put it up on the fridge and hung it up there for, for a few weeks. And, mm-hmm. you know, I've seen them at graduation open houses and things like that. And so that's another way. Um, so just let the kids know, you know, whatever role they may have, that they're valuable and it's an important part of the team. Mm-hmm. One of the things that we will do after our surprise day this week is we're going to come back to it on Thursday and uh, we'll probably well, we might do this on Friday, um, but uh, we will have uh, our second edition of what we call our roll call, 
where we just sit down as a team and I go around the room and and I'm pretty transparent. I, I'm pretty blunt uh, with the kids. You know, hey, here's here's a, a, a lot of things that you're doing well. Here's what you're doing well. Here's what we're going to need from you uh, down the stretch here to make this season last as long as everybody wants it to last. And so we we normally do that probably three times, Tony, but with the way our season went and we had so many injuries and illnesses and it was just, man, we were just, we were just keeping it together with, with uh, paper clips and bubble gum for a while there in December, especially, you know, I told the girls that, you know, we're not really ready to do this because we're, we just haven't had our whole team uh, to really kind of figure out. We, we kind of think what our roles might be, but we haven't had a chance to do that yet. And and so probably on Friday, we're going to do that again where, you know, I explain my role. You know, hey, uh, you know, Jimmy, uh, you're doing a great job on 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 ball defense. And, you know, we, we really like the way you're looking to create uh for us to be to make a deep run here, we really need you to have better sureness with the basketball. You're, you're turning it over too much. We know you're going to turn it over a little bit. That's fine. We can live with that. But there's some there's some um, you know silly turnovers in there that a player of your caliber should not be making. So you know, can you do that for us? Can you fulfill that role for us as we move forward? And I, you know, flat out ask the kids in front of the team. You know, can you do this for us? And, you know, I've never had anybody say no, but what that does is they are forced to uh, acknowledge that, okay, I've heard what my role needs to be. I might not like my role. Uh, I may not agree with it, but this is, this is what I'm supposed to do here. And so that's something that we'll be doing on Friday as we get ready to head into, uh, you know, one week left in the regular season. And then we start hitting the postseason and, and we need to reaffirm those roles as we move forward. So that's another thing that I've done over the years, Tony, is, is a roll call and, and telling those kids, you know, we, we suit up 14 kids for varsity and we're going to need players eight or nine through 14 to stay engaged because they're going to serve a lot of our, as we get towards the end of the year here, uh, you're going to be our scout team and we're going to need you to do what West High does. And you have to be ready to practice because you're not going to get your name in the box score, so to speak. But we know after we beat West High that you were a huge part of that. And, and that's going to be your role in this in this te- this year's team. And so uh, that's another thing that we do. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of interesting, you know, just the stuff that you kind of go through during a season. You know, you got a situation like you mentioned with injuries. We had it too. Uh, we had a kid break a toe. We had a kid break a leg. Oh. Um, we had another kid that uh, ended up lost his, his father in the middle of the year. Oh, goodness. And so we've we've been, you know, showing, uh, you know, by showing up at houses and bringing meals and, and a variety of things, you know, how much we care about them. But one of the things that I usually go through, we don't necessarily call it a roll call, but we do the whole, there's 32 minutes in a game. There's five players on the floor, so if you take 32 times five, it's 160 minutes. And then we start to walk our way through how we kind of dole out those 160 minutes. Mm-hmm. And then we go on to mention that, you know, hey, we're going to have we play more players before Christmas 
as players get in better shape and, you know, different things go on, it's a situation where our, our uh, you know, the amount of people that we play are, are you know, may, may be cut down. Mm-hmm. You know, instead of playing 10 players a game, maybe now in our, in our situation, we're playing eight or nine players a game. Mm-hmm. But there are no small roles. And we make sure that we highlight how important it is, like you mentioned, to give us looks of other teams. And early on in the season, I do a lot of what I call even stuff, where I put like two starters in one group and the sixth man, and then mm-hmm. plug in some other players and three starters yep. in another group, yep. and so on and so forth. And we scrimmage even. Yeah. And then by the end of the year, when you're trying to do some of those special situations like last second play or a home run or the last shot of the quarter, you've got to have your core group. You've got to have yeah. your starters out there. And so you go to players, you know, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. All right, this is the defense they're doing. This is what I need you to do to give them this specific look. And at the end of practice, as you're going through and kind of, you know, what did you think of practice? Hey, you guys knocked it out of the park when you went and did that. You did exactly what I was asking. And again, affirming them in front of others, I just think that that does a lot for them and builds that camaraderie, you know, because not everybody can be a starter. Not everybody can be a rotation player. But everybody can have an important role. And, you know, we, we end up, we, I think we have 17, 18 uniforms. And so we try to suit as many guys as we can, whether it's a rotation where, hey, you're going to suit home, you're going to suit away. We try to make sure that people earn it. We don't just, you know, randomly give it to them out of whatever, that they earn it. And then once they do earn it, just making sure that you continue to affirm them that, hey, you're improving each and every day and you're a vital part of our team. Yeah, and you bring up a really good point. Tony, with that, you know, you, you call it uh, scrimmaging even or how, whatever the verbiage was mm-hmm. there. And and I think, you know, the kids aren't dumb. They see, you know, the players that you're paying more attention to uh, as the season goes along. And it's natural for us as head coaches. You know, we have to pay more attention to our top seven or eight kids because that's our job as the varsity coach. And, and I think sometimes when... Uh, players 9, 10, 11, 12 see you spending time with those top seven or eight, um, they can feel a little bit neglected. And and I think, you know, kind of coming full circle to the topic, uh, that's why it's so important to make sure those kids are engaged. And, and what you have to emphasize to them, and I know I've had this conversation before, hey, I know you're not playing very much right now, but if we get two fouls on this kid and a turned ankle on this kid, your number might be called here for a few minutes. And you have to stay ready. You can't go into a game just assuming you're not going to play. You have to come in ready to go. And again, that's what you you know you were saying that earlier, Tony, that when there's no communication, negativity can, can seep in there. And I think that that's really, really important to – continue to you you don't want to give a kid false hope but you also have to explain to them you know uh as you know as they say in in football the backup quarterback is is one play away from going into the game and and everybody uh in a lot of different ways is is one play away from going into the ball game and and so i think that to keep those kids value to keep that energy being positive especially and, and this more back to your varsity days, Tony. Um, when you have juniors and seniors that aren't playing very much, it's even more important to keep them valued because they can at times sour pretty quickly about their role if they're not getting the, the time that they feel like they deserve. 
Uh, has that, have you had that experience before, Tony? Yeah. And, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, if you have those conversations with those kids about staying ready so that you don't have to get ready and you put it out there because, you know, like you said, that opportunity may be there. And if you are ready, you know, you put yourself in a great position, then the next time, you know, if they, they perform well, then the next time you, you're looking at them a little bit earlier maybe than what you would have. Mm-hmm. But if you're pouting and you get that opportunity unknowingly and you kind of fumble the ball, so to speak, you might not get another opportunity. And yeah. so it's the importance of, you know, letting them know, hey, this is where we are. You know, if something were to happen, you're literally, you know, a rolled ankle, uh, you know, uh, poor grade or whatever the case may be from being plugged in there and mm-hmm. we'll need you to step in and, and fill in admirably. Mm-hmm. Um, anything else that you've done in the past, Tony, to uh, work with kids to, to make sure that they stay involved, uh, so forth and so on? One of the things I, I try to do, and I think this is important as well, is putting some of that responsibility uh, with your assistant coaches mm-hmm. um, because they can have a little bit different role. I wouldn't necessarily say it's a friend role, but it's more friendly than what we have to do because, you know, we need to be a little bit more distant, if you will, mm-hmm. so that it gives the, you know, the appearance of being objective. Yeah. Because if you get wrapped up into feelings, are you making the most objective decisions? Yeah. I, I That's a great point. And I, and I think that I know what I've done in the past is, uh, especially like when, I had a gal named Sarah Goodwin who was just an awesome assistant coach for me. She had a really good relationship with all of our kids, and I, hey, can you can you go and try and pick up you know Mary over there, uh, you know, or, or sometime in the next twenty four to forty eight hours, you know, it seems like Susie's off right now. Can you uh, kind of a, approach her? Maybe it's just me. I don't know. I've tried to talk to her. Maybe you know, can you give it a go? And and a lot of times, you know, just as well as I do, Tony. The kids are going to talk more to the assistant coaches than they will the head coaches. Uh, they're probably going to be more willing to do that because, again, they they don't want to. Mo- most kids don't want to be the kid that comes in and does a lot of complaining and and why is it like this? Or you know, you'll hear the whole thing. Well, even if I go into them and talk to them, they won't listen to me anyway, or things like that. Uh, you know, you can. You can have your assistant get information, and then a day or two later, you can play dumb and broach a topic with a player that, you know, it makes it look like, you know, you are, are just approaching them without them knowing that you've got, you know, bullet point A, B, or C in your back pocket that you know that they've talked about with the assistant that you can try and get them to talk to you about it now because of what your assistant coach has done, the groundwork that the assistant coach has done. Have you ever been in a situation like that before, Tony? Yeah, I mean, because your, your assistant coaches can do some of the legwork, and then like you said, you can go in there and kind of play dumb, but they've put you in a position to where you can have a meaningful conversation with them and maybe uh, head off something at the past, so to speak, or, or build a bridge or however you want to word that. But yeah, I mean, those, those, those are key things that an assistant coach can do and put the put the uh head coach in a in an advantageous situation mm-hmm. anything else sir no i think we've, we've hit on some some important points there all right 
A pen and a napkin university videos are just another way that a pen and a napkin can help you become a better coach. Our university video library is constantly expanding with topics ranging from interviewing for a job to full court defense to 25 universal truths about coaching. Our university videos will help you round out your skill set as a coach and help you hone your craft. Videos are $10 a piece with bundling options available. To order, you can DM me on Twitter, send me an email at a pen and a napkin at gmail.com, or order from our website, a pen and a napkin.com. Be sure to check out the A Pen and a Napkin Video Library. Oops. I hit the wrong button, Tony. Sorry. It's all right. Every once in a while, the sound engineers allow them to <laughs> Yes, yeah, I know it. i got to hire a new sound engineer, too, so <laughs> uh, doggone it. Uh, trivia! This week, of course, that, who was that? That was Europe. They're headlining a pen and a napkin. Coaches Clinic, third annual, April 1st, 2023. Still looking for an opening act. This week, Tony, I reached out to Frankie Goes to Hollywood, and they just said relax. relax. Just relax, man. Relax. We'll see if we can get there. I don't know. So uh, we'll see if Frankie Frankie goes to Hollywood, shows up or not. Uh, had 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 good positive conversation there. So uh, I was put in charge of trivia, uh, or this week it was my trivia, and I forgot about trivia. But I do have a good trivia question for you, though, Tony. In the time that we that we've been going here, I think I've got a good one for you here. So are you ready, sir? Uh, yeah, I'm ready to get another one wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think you. I think this is just. I, I think this is a good question. I think it's just hard enough that, but it's easy enough. You know, it's 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 just a good question. I think it's a good question. All right, all right. from the back. All right, here we go. In NBA history, there have been five players in league history with more than three thousand block shots. Name. As many as you can. I'll give you like eight guesses to name five. <laughs> uh, let's go with Bill Russell. He is not on the list. I'm not going to get a one. Oh, man. I will give you a hint. Mark Eaton. He, oh, wow. You got that one. That was the hardest one, I think. Really? Yes. Everybody else is a very recognizable name. Wilt Chamberlain. He is not there. I, I don't think they kept track of blocks officially until like the mid-70s. So that should help you out. Minute Bull. Minute Bull had 2,086 block shots. Huh. Well, crap. Um, this is a struggle, boss. Mm. All right, block shots. Rudy Gobert. That is incorrect. <laughs> okay. Uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. He is third, 3,189. Mark Eaton is fourth, 3,064. So you, you got to get three more. Robert Parrish. 
Mm, good guess. He is 10th all time. 2,361. Huh. Um, Shaquille O'Neal. He is 8th all time. 2,732. Alonzo Mourning. Oh, good one. He is 11th all time. I mean, you're getting closer at least. You're, you're, you're at least getting into the horseshoes area, you know. <laughs> I would say of the three that are left, one of them is most known for his defense. Um, and the other two guys are two of the best ten players of all time. Alrighty. Um... I would say Michael Jordan. Block shots. But you said two of the three best players all time. Two of the ten best players all time. Oh. Nah, it's not Michael Jordan. Well, that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> you want me to give it to you? Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm okay. all guessed out. All right. Uh, number five is Tim, Dun- Tim Duncan. Ooh, he wasn't bad. Yeah, 3,020 block shots. Mark Eaton, fourth. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, third. Second, all-time. Dikembe Mutombo. Ooh, Dikembe. Mutombo. No. Uh, 3,289. And then, number one, all-time. This is a remarkable stat. Um, You think of Mutombo as being the guy that, you know, just block, shot, block, shot, block. Uh, Matumbo had 3,289. This guy had 3,830. Beat Matumbo by over 500 blocks. Hakeem Olajuwon. Ah, the dream. Yes. Yes. Um, So, yeah, there you have it. Top five, only five players in NBA history have more than 3,000 block shots, and those are the five. And here's something crazy for you. Hakeem had 3,830 block shots. He's in the top 10 in steals of all time. Wow. 2,162. Wow. That is... That is impressive. That is impressive, yes. And I don't think he's... Russell Russell Westbrook has 1,700. I don't think think he's going to catch Hakeem on that list. So he's going to be in the top 10 for a while in steals as well. So, wow, that's pretty impressive. That is very impressive. Yes, he would have started at Briarcliff College when I was at school. <laughs> he would have started there. Sorry, Ricardo Yearwood. Uh, Hakeem would have would have started ahead of you. So, uh, Tony, the Super Bowl is set. We are recording on Sunday night, and uh, the Chiefs and uh, just pulled one out against the Bengals here. Uh, yeah, and the, the field goal at the horn, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, that was crazy game. Uh, the Eagles rolled earlier today against the 49ers. Uh, the Brock Purdy Cinderella story is now kind of kaput. So yeah. our Super Bowl is set, but that's not for two more weeks. So what, my friend, is on your sport radar this week? College basketball. You know, we had the Big 12 SEC Challenge. Big 12 got seven of the ten games there. And I just think the Big 12 is probably, from top to bottom, the best basketball conference. The Big 10, mm. uh, Purdue's kind of running away with that thing. But yeah. spots two through 
basically the rest of the league are kind of up in the air there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just college basketball right now, as you get, you know, end of January, first part of February, it's really starting to get fun. Yeah. Yeah. You get into the conference rivalries. We got K state and Kansas, uh, you know, you got the big Monday stuff coming up tomorrow night mm-hmm. and, and, uh, yeah, you're starting to really get into the teeth of, uh, the college basketball season. Um, we went down yesterday uh, to watch Creighton play Xavier. Um, for and, and Creighton does such an awesome job with uh, their, their pink out game every year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and Xavier's got a really good team. They were ranked in the top 15, and Creighton played really, really well, handled them really easily. Um, and it was, it was just a really fun environment to, to be in. Um, you know, and and it's, you know, cancer affects so many people. Uh, you know, my, my wife, uh, lost her biological mother to, to breast cancer. Uh, her adopted mom, her, her aunt technically has beat breast cancer twice. She's had another aunt that passed away from breast cancer. Uh, we lost her father to leukemia. Uh, you know, so it's, it's, it's just a horrible, horrible disease. And, uh, you know, I know there's a lot of high school programs that do stuff with, uh, cancer nights and stuff like that. And so hats off to anybody who's, who's doing that type of stuff this time of year, because it it does, it does mean a lot to a lot of people. So, Mm -hmm. um, go ahead, buddy. I was just going to say anything on your sports radar outside of the college basketball season this week. Yeah, I mean, that's that's going to have the monopoly here. You know, the NBA stuff is starting to pick up. Um, you know, trade uh, deadline. Tra- trade deadline's coming here. Um, you know, LeBron threw a hissy fit earlier today, apparently, because of a missed call. Um, I'm, I'm sure that, you know, he's never not gotten called for a foul before because he's LeBron James. So, uh, sorry, LeBron, if you hear this, uh, ever, I, I, I do apologize to you. Uh, I, I still don't Yeah. Anyway, we won't go backwards. Um, you know, it'll be interesting probably at the rate that LeBron's going here. Uh, he's going to pass Kareem's scoring record here within the next couple of weeks. Yep. Uh, so, uh, it's, it's, uh, you know, just, just a lot, we're, we're entering into the teeth of basketball season and that's what, that's what makes it awesome. February and March, uh, just, just from about this point on, uh, basketball so much fun, whether it's high school, college, NBA level, uh, it's, it's just a lot of fun to, to, to go out and, and, and see all this stuff on TV and, and, uh, take it all in, take it all in. Mm-hmm. So, um, Anything else tonight, Tony? I think I'm all, all good. Okay. Yeah. I am good. You are good. It was a great topic for episode number 24. Uh, Chad Angel, I apologize. We weren't able to fit you in into this week's broadcast. Uh, my apologies, Coach. We'll try to get you on next week. Uh, hope you folks enjoyed episode number 24 of the coaching staff. Uh, how to keep your players engaged, uh, how to make your players feel valued through the end of the season here. Hope folks enjoyed this. If you have any questions, you can reach out to myself. Uh, you know how to get a hold of me on Twitter or on email. You can reach out to Tony uh, at Tony D. Viss on, on Twitter, and we'll do anything that we can to help you out. So, coaches, as always, let's be sure to hold our craft one day 